And good morning, everyone, and welcome to All Things SR Podcast. Do we have anything to talk about today, Leslie? Good morning. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not ready. (laughs) Ari, Pam, everybody in podcast land, I watched um, part three late last night, and I am still emotional about it. What a roller coaster. I can't believe it finally is here. And I'm so excited. So many people have joined us on the uh, in the chat. It's going to mm-hmm. be a good podcast to discuss everything. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as I see the ladies are saying, Elena, Black Lab Lady, said... She was emotionally exhausted from a two viewing li- two viewings last night. Wow. Big sigh. She watched it twice in a row. <laughs> and Ashley's saying Rapture Part Three was the best. Um, and Betty loves the song. I, I love let's uh, talk a little bit. Black Lab Lady saying, Love that big band sound, Pam. You wanna well, say why you're uh, sure. why you're taking that? I decided to do the big band sound today because I wanted to do the soundtrack when SR comes on, and he'll be on um, after his holiday in se- September. But I wanted to, you know, and I didn't want to do just the normal SR music that I have stacked away somewhere in the ether. And uh, so why not? Big bands are fun. I've always been a fan of Glenn Miller, Benny Goodman. I was, I had <laughs> the song Sing the Sing Sing playing it. <laughs> High volume at seven o'clock this morning. Oh my goodness! I'm sure my family loved that, but that's okay. (laughs) And well, it also captures a lot of uh, romance and richness, and I think that's a great backdrop to talk about um, the film. I'm seeing Ashley says writing, and we'll be singing a new song about Gabriel and Julia based on this part. It's called "You Are the Breath of My Life." Mm -hmm. Uh, Betty's saying. Uh, uh, she may have watched Paul's confession scene more than once. What do you think? And yeah, Brenda's wishing us good morning from New Orleans. Good morning. Um, Ashley said James did an amazing job with the confession scene. And I'm so glad to see Anna's joining as well and Ellie on the West Coast of the U.S. Mm-hmm. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Lori's in the house. And uh, what a phenomenal production um, yeah I can't wait to talk to SR about it and um, I know that he had his watch along yesterday mm-hmm. um, uh, Ellie's saying I watched a couple times once with SR. ST watch along with the SR watch along and when it was first out um, Thursday and did a chat with Tosca and the actors later that day and did mm-hmm. music post and now for the redemption drought Mm-hmm. She's still processing too. Brenda said yes. He was so emotion emotional. Um, she's referring to James. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting that. Um, yeah, I could go on about. We we will go on about that scene. I want to make sure we get to the SR news first. Uh, Betty's saying maybe that's what would have persuaded Julia to choose Paul over Gabriel. A big band playing in the background while Paul confessed his love. <laughs> and Shell noted that she saw many familiar faces. Oh yes, yes. We good did. morning, the SR Fox, and good morning, Floor, and hello, Annette, another fan from the Big Easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, just joined the chat room. 
Yes. Ashley said, I cried a lot and had to pause a lot to contain myself. I am sure you're not alone, Ashley. I'll tell you. Well, I I actually know when Leslie and and uh, and Ned were watching because it, I woke up about one thirty this morning having to use the bathroom and I get up and I come back and I ding 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 on my phone and I almost said to I went into this chat. <laughs> Could you two be quiet? I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> I thought for sure you would silence your phone at night, Pam. No, I don't I'm so that. sorry. I don't. I'm I don't. Sorry. Do I don't. It's, it's a force of habit from. <laughs> yeah, because and from my neighbor Phil when he's been alone, so I just leave it on. Yeah, I understand that. I I do. I do. Um, SR Fox is saying good day, everyone. I haven't had the possibility to watch yet. Tonight is the night. Only four hours to wait. SR Fox. You are in, honestly, for an amazing, amazing viewing experience. I cannot even begin to tell you. Now I'm all get, I'm getting emotional. It's six minutes into the podcast. It was, it was breathtaking, mm-hmm. in the words of uh, written by SR, mm-hmm. that Gabriel said to Julia, breathtaking. And, it, and it's on Prime now. I know there were a few people yesterday that were very worried because it wasn't on Amazon Prime yet. Oh, wow. I'm glad it's loaded in. Yeah. Annette said she's so tired, so puffy. Uh, <laughs> Ellie said, I love Julia Moxie and Gabriel's transformation through his journey. The actors did amazing. Mm, yes. Did. SR Fox, you're in for a treat. Um, Floor said, I finally watched last night after work and my toe curling yummies was much needed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Toe curling yumminess is, is much needed. Yes. Annette's yeah. saying, have your tissues ready, SR Fox. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, as, uh, Annette and I finished about the same time, which was around 1.40. Well, she texted me at 1.43 in the morning and said, O-M-F-G. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so as far as any news that SR, I mean, he, he, he's just very happy that everybody's enjoying the, the film, obviously. But he also uh, wanted to let everyone know that he's doing a chat with the SR Fans Russia Facebook group on the 17th at 1 p.m. Eastern. And that is in four days. Yep, on the 17th at 1 p.m. PM. And then uh, the discount code, uh, Sticky Little Leaf, is still valid for new Passion Flicks subscribers until the end of August. And he's also was told that Gabriel's Redemption would start filming in November. And I can, you know, yes, from yesterday, from um, the chat that Julio, Melanie, and James did with Sarah Bath and and Tuska, Tuska mentioned yesterday that they're going to be going to England at the end of October and filming in England, and then they'll be in Italy for a little bit in November, and then they'll be back to the States to film. So the filming will be October and November. Yeah. So, so exciting. And I know a lot of fans were eager to hear when the next project uh, starts. Um, so so I, Sarah Beth's first question was, so does that mean we're going to be able to see the movie next year? <laughs> she said, yep. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I, I just... I just can't even believe it. Mm-hmm. I can't even believe we, mm-hmm. we just saw what we did 
I know if you think about it, it's it's been such a long time coming, it right? They began been. filming that part. November 2020. Right. It's funny because I was listening to um, an interview that uh, Julia Mitchell Barrett, um, Julia Barrett Mitchell um, was doing on Instagram with uh, Ursula from... Mm-hmm. Uh, I, for, I, I forget the name of her Instagram handle, but she was saying that, you know, it, it was when she got this role, she wasn't, um, she said she didn't realize it, how long it would take. Right. Um, you know, she said, because we got there and we, we did all of the first movie and part of the second movie and then boom, everything shuts down. Mm-hmm. So, oh, Brenda noted that was the Bookula review. Yes, the Bookula review. Thanks, Brenda. And um, she, but she, you know, so she was going on about that and how how the cast is so um, together, mm-hmm. and how good it was that they're all together. And uh, you know, they've all said that whether it be Julio or Melanie or James or anybody else connected with the film. They've all said that the cast has this great camaraderie with each other. And that's a testament to Tuska and how she brings the group together. It's so true. It is so true. She really, she forges that family, she does. the onset family and the camaraderie and the um, support and care and love, especially doing a project that's this intense and this mm-hmm. long. Mm-hmm. Um and it's oh, it's apparent it the is. level of trust among the actors, and I'm not just talking between Melanie and Julio. I mean that's a, a given and a must mm-hmm. in in their interaction on screen. But this a level of trust between all of the actors, you know, being able to do the scenes uh, really authentically and truthfully is just uh, remarkable. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing, you know, comments. Shell noted that Grace was excellent. Um, and and as, the, the young girl that played Maya. Yes. I mean, the performances itself, SR Fox saying, I'll have the tissues ready. I'm always a blubbering mess with those kind of scenes. Uh, yes. Big tissue box. All I'm mm-hmm. saying. Um, I honestly, I, I first started tearing up at the reaction Gabriel had to his dream, uh, which was a nightmare uh, with Paulina. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That reaction Julio's portrayal of the look of sheer horror and despair, it just, it took me out. I knew his performance would take me out and that's when it started and it did not. And Mm -hmm. he just was, I knew he'd be excellent because he is so dedicated and he is so conscientious and he is so attentive to that role. And he puts his heart and soul into it. But man, it, it was beyond my expectations. He he walked, he really literally brought that character off of the pages into he real did. He did. reality. Um, Brenda said, I love that through, that though it comes through in, on screen. And it does. And Flora saying, I'm still awe, in awe of the brilliance I saw last night. So many emotions. They did such a tremendous job. Applause, applause, applause again. And Ashley said, I didn't need the tissues. I just let the tears flow. And uh, Annette's saying, I'm going to the set as soon as they allow us to. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's for sure. Hi, PK Tabby. Uh, we are we are just um, enmeshed in the emotion of part three and the beautiful, beautiful performances. We want to hear what you think. Um, Annette said, I texted this to you, Leslie, last night. Well, and Pam. He truly <laughs> brought SR's words to life in such a way that I don't even think any of us could have done in our imagination when reading those pages. True. That is true. I, I, I really think that's true. And Betty noted, I'm shocked no one is interviewing the actors that play Professor Martin and Dean Harris, the least popular characters of the film. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, we can, there's so many, there's so much content in this two hour and what, 12 minute production. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it took you through so many things. I like the way it really followed the book in terms of, you know, it, it showed where Julia was and what she was doing. And then mm -hmm. it transposed it to what Gabriel was doing at that same time. And that I just did a reread um, from chapter 30 to the end, because that's the chapters that are covered in this section. And it was when I was reading it, I thought, I'm hoping they do that. I'm hoping they present it that way, because I think it's so compelling to see their individual journeys juxtaposed. And it was great the way they did that. I mean, I, I the, one of the things that I appreciated so much about uh, Melanie portraying Julia was the character arc that she has started with this somewhat meek, scared little girl. And she's now this, I, you know, I'm standing up for myself woman and here I am. Here exactly. Me and it's just incredible way she did that. And she's done that. And, and obviously the same goes, uh, in terms of, of, of arc and development and growth. The same Adulia. goes for the character of Absolutely. Gabriel. And I, I will not, I cannot say enough things about their performances. I just cannot. I, I'm just so profoundly grateful mm -hmm. to these actors and for Tosca and the team and the crew and the set and, uh, the, everyone involved in the production. Mm -hmm. I am so profoundly grateful because they really did justice. They really did justice they to did. those pages and those chapters. Well, um, PK Tabby's is, is making me laugh because she was so glad that Krista was not in part three. And, <laughs> and she was, really enjoyed the movie. I see. Yeah. I'm glad you did PK and I'm glad Cheryl that you could join us. We're talking about the film today. Um, Black Lab Lady said, couldn't have imagined the level that G took Gabriel to. Just wow. Yeah. Well, well all I'm going to say about Krista is if it hadn't been for Krista at the end of part two, I wouldn't have had my 15 seconds of fame on screen. Because <laughs> I'm right there. <laughs> and the coffee shop. Um, Brenda uh, said, and Brenda, so you're so on point. Julia was on a different level on this he was, film. He, he transcends to another dimension. He and Melanie's connection had always been there, but this was phenomenal. Intense, yeah. Intensely it, intimate, intensely personal, intensely authentic. Um, and when I mean personal, I mean that inner relationship that they're demonstrating on screen. Absolutely. That, that, that it, it's so raw. Well, they, you know, it's so funny because raw. that was one of the words that came up in, you know, the, the, the emotion was just raw. 
Well, you know, he was uh, they, and yesterday in his chat with Sarah Beth and their chat with Sarah Beth. They was they were talk, talking about the especially the intimacy scenes. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he was saying that uh, the trust that they had to form and the friendship that they formed. And the the fact that when Tosca first when in, in Gables Inferno, when they did the, the um, final scenes with the, with them making love, he said, we had gotten to know each other and formed a trust so that when all this was going on and everybody's in there telling us who, what, where, when, and why, right. we could laugh at it at the end. But then, right. you know, cause he says a lot of times you go into a, um, a scene like this and the, it might be the first day you meet the actress. Right. And how hard that was. Because I think one of the questions was asked uh, is if there was a intimacy coordinator. And for whatever reason, I've been on this intimacy coordinator. I found this woman on TikTok who's doing it. She has classes if you want to become one. And um, then Sean Bean, who did Game of Thrones. And I love Sean Bean. I really do as an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, came Well, he didn't like them because it took away the spontaneity of the of the scene and julia says you know i don't know this man at all and and but if if it you know they've become an important part of the filming industry now he says we did not have it on this film uh we had we knew each other we knew our boundaries and our limits right and we're very comfortable with tosca tosca has used them on other on other films but uh at this point, you know, but he he was giving. Well, this full is praise. look. This is their sixth, you know, their sixth production, mm-hmm. really, if you think about it, because things are in parts, um, and they've had a lot of time now on set to develop that trust and that bond. Mm-hmm. And I, I it, honestly, it was just Tosca. One of the things she always talks about why she does passion flicks is she wants to bring these novels to life to really highlight and emphasize the connection and the, the, the power of a relationship and the connection and the importance of communication. And mm-hmm. all of that came through mm-hmm. in Absolutely. the, in the, in the verbal and the physical, um, descriptions that were written and made into action. Right. It, it just really translated so well. I loved even when it was, you know, the, the wedding night scene. Mm-hmm. And when they finally had that physical reconnection that they both had been longing for and waiting for. Mm-hmm. The makeup it sex. was <laughs> the makeup sex, as, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, I even liked the way they did this camera when it was getting very, very intensely intimate and passionate. And they kind of had that quick little out of focus moment. Because mm-hmm. I think it really captured the, the overwhelming passion Mm-hmm. and emotion of them. And I I just thought that was very cleverly cleverly done um, because they really had such a beautiful depiction of they that did. connection. Um, I'm just saying, uh, PK Tabby noted she's so happy they will start the film Redemption in October. Or I should say they will be starting in October. Gabriel showed how human or Julia showed how human Gabriel was. Mm-hmm. Annette noted, 
And Betty said, sadly, Rachel's 50 Doves did not make the film. I was wondering if they were going to do that or not. <laughs> um, Annette noticed and Melanie showed how strong Julia really was. They hit a home run, as Ashley noted. And Cheryl said, wonderful film. It's just true. Just so true. Uh, um, I, I, you know, I have uh, friends that have racing pigeons. Mm-hmm. We had some. I don't we, had, we had we had we had we had pigeons um, growing up. If you can well, believe that. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, and he he you know like he'll take them to a spot and, and they I get they they drop they let them out at a certain time and then they get recorded as they come back to the coop because they <laughs> always fly back to the coop. Um, yes, courier. So I would very happily have given Tosca their name, and maybe they could have used <laughs> their pigeons. Pigeons, I don't. I think it was more than they wanted to deal with, frankly, and, and they didn't need it. No. I mean, let's talk about the settings and just the scenery right now. So everything was so beautifully filmed. Those scenes oh, and a CC. Oh my god. Florence, mm-hmm. Umbria, even the footage that they pulled for Boston and Philadelphia. Um, oh, I, I, when we were doing the watch along yesterday, and they, they when uh, Julia and uh, Rachel had their wine fest going, mm-hmm. the first thing I saw was Ben Franklin Bridge, and I'm going, "Yep, There's the Ben." <laughs> I know, I know. I was all excited. I was like, "I know where they are. They're at Rachel's <laughs> house in Philadelphia." Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's truly, um, you know, I'm looking at some of the comments. I want to make sure we uh, continue to cage them. <laughs> SR Fox saying, you all know how to build up my anticipation. Oh, SR Fox, you just, you, I, I kept saying all throughout, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Last night I was thinking, I'm not ready to watch this film and I need to watch it so I can talk about it tomorrow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it was, as Brenda put it, just the emotions, the tears, raw emotions. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad to see Diana joined us and Anna as well. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to you all. Um, it, well, you know, we're uh, gushing about the film, of course. Of course. Uh, Ashley said the tent Gabriel made now, that is the only tent I want to stay in. <laughs> That was a beautifully set up. Uh, which, thing. which one? The engagement tent or the. Um, the engagement or tent. The, uh, tent or the. Or the. Back or the. Or the, the reunion. Mm-hmm. That's actually, that's a good question. Ashley, which one were you referring to? Um, they both were so. As PK Tabby said, the proposal was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And Brenda said. Um, I think referring to the the trust and the onset with the intimacy coordinator, she said Julia said had situations in the past where he was trusted he was thrusted into those situations. Um, so it's it was you know obviously having that relationship, um, that working professional relationship with Melanie for all these years now mm-hmm. makes it it, it it shows on the film right. Yeah, I mean, it just shows in the growth of the relationship. That's what I love since this is such a progression. It really, mm -hmm. you know, their professional working relationship is so strengthened because they have this experience, shared Mm -hmm. experience together now. 
that when they are showing this intimacy and they're showing this connection and the uh, the characters um, as a couple, as one, it is real mm-hmm. in terms of on-screen chemistry and in terms of the storyline. Oh, yeah, they really, uh, they, they portray it to make it seem very realistic. Um, Flora is saying, everything you saw felt so real. Mm-hmm. Melanie and Julia are tremendous actors with the best chemistry and connection to their characters. 100%. <laughs> and we have to be careful because Annette's in Walmart. We don't want to make her cry when she's in Walmart. I think it's too late, Annette. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. As Betty said, the film was emotional, and maybe the doves were too expensive. That could be. Um, yeah. Brenda said, I, I, I did miss a few scenes. The conversation with Paulina. I would have loved to see the banter between the dads before he proposed, but I loved the movie. I actually said that, Brenda, right we, before yeah, we Pam and I went on the that. air. I, I said... There were the one scene I really wish I would have, the one scene I missed because I felt like it jumped right into the proposal. Um, Mm -hmm. I really wanted to have that lead up, that little dinner table conversation, or even if they didn't want to go that far back, even just Julio and, uh, or Gabriel and Julia getting ready to go for the walk and yeah, then well, running you know, into the, the dads. The, the two dads and, sitting on the porch smoking mm-hmm. cigars and having some nice whatever whatever they were drinking would have been fun to see how when they start walking out towards the... It, it would have been fun to see what they went back and forth with. But Yeah, yeah, I, I, t- I agree. That was, for me, I would have liked... I would have liked to have had the little lead up. And I would have liked to have seen Julia's expression and reaction as they go to their favorite spot and then they see she sees it illuminated. Mm-hmm. I, I missed I missed that kind of uh, revelation. Mm-hmm. But I mean the movie I, I I can't fault them. There's so much in the movie I that, that they included that was yeah. breathtaking. Um, Anna said I would have liked the portrait above the mantle. I agree with that. That would have been uh, a nice touch. The uh, of the course. birthday or the, the, the other part of the anniversary gift. Mm-hmm. Um, Diana said, I felt the actors were honoring the author and the book in every scene. Oh, they Everything did. was they very absolutely. well taken with a absolutely. values curl, every detail. Mm-hmm. Nice. Very nice. Abs- 100%. 100% agree. A breathtaking movie. PK Tabby said, I wasn't ready even after I watched it. I know I said that the first thing getting on the podcast. I'm just not ready. Yeah, 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 Leslie texted me this, this morning. Ready, not ready. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, Ashley meant both tents, uh, by the way, and both tents were beautiful. The sets were well done. Um, and we finally met Becky with the curly hair. As she said, Mm. (laughs) you know what? I identified with Rebecca. I don't know why I identify with her. Because you're a caregiver. Yeah. Yeah. But I I just, I don't know. I just. And you're from Norwood. (laughs) I did live there. Yes. In fact, in the the chat yesterday, uh, SR mentioned something about uh, Rebecca from Norwood. And I said, you know, that's a terrible commute. And it is. I mean, you and I, we, and Betty, we drove to Norwood from Boston. So, you know, it's, it's an awkward commute. Yeah, it and, is. Um, 
So I said, well, maybe she was my neighbor. I even posted a picture of the house. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Lori was saying, I loved Becky with the curly hair. Betty, great casting. Mm -hmm. And Annette said, my extreme gratitude to Tosca for the ass scene at the end. I needed that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That, Mm -hmm. honestly, that is where I just, leading up to that just was, so emotional. I have to say, you know, there's so many scenes, right? The reunion scene that we were waiting for was so powerful, Mm -hmm. but that proposal scene, the proposal scene blew me away. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I knew it'd be beautiful and great, but the level of emotion and just, it, it was, it was elevated. It was beyond my expectation. Um, and Betty said, I knew Allison was going to be in the film, but I wasn't ready to see her there at the Norris farm. I wasn't well, either, Betty. Well, Betty, you know, the other thing you, you, you didn't have to see at that point was when she drove up with a bag of Dunkin' Donuts and coffee. Mm-hmm. So you didn't have to worry about that. So be thankful on that. Yes. <laughs> yes. And Brenda noted the ass scene was actually in the book. Yes. <laughs> uh, Anna notes that Julia Baruti was phenomenal, such an accomplished young man in so many areas. Very true. He's very gifted. And PK Tabby asked about the wedding dress, Julia's wedding dress. And Mm -hmm. in the chat yesterday with Tosca and um, the the actors, she was saying that um, they had that dress specially made for her Mm -hmm. by someone in Italy because a lot of the bridal shops were not open to sell anything. Mm -hmm. And so they, it was made strictly for her. And uh, I, there was a side question about whether she would find usage for it sometime. And it's like, you know, it's property of the, of the passion flicks. So no, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um, (laughs) which was, you know, that was a, great way to handle it but she's but somebody suggested that they should do at the next passion con and it was sarah beth that said this at the next passion con they should have the costumes set up like the red dress and Mm. that she wore in rachel's wedding that would be that would be good Mm -hmm. i i you know i'm looking back at some of the earlier comments because um, I, I think the costuming is an interesting point. It was really, I thought, beautiful. There, I, I, I didn't envision the yellow dress that Gabriel bought for Julia. I envisioned it very differently than what the I dress was. I but um, I, you know, I just, I thought the wedding dress was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Lori and and Lori pointed out earlier the cinematography could not be more perfect. I'm overusing perfect, but dang, I know. <laughs> um, I'll pull up my thesaurus if you want. <laughs> right. Right. The reunion tent, Ashley was saying, was the one she loved even more mm-hmm. than the proposal tent. Uh, yes, because they recreated their their time in Italy to get there through that. Cinematography was gorgeous. Brenda's saying three lovey faces. And Dennis... Tosca and Dennis do it differently versus other movies on passion flicks. I don't know what they do, but it's fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it really was. And Brenda's asking about the nightgown, the wedding night nightgown. And, 
you know, I don't know. It's, that would be a question for Tosca. But another thing you can do mm -hmm. is, I think with Amazon, they have a way that you can look at a picture and decide where it's come where it's come from. Oh, that's an option. Yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. I'm sure, uh, you know, uh, if it had been SR, it would probably have been through uh, uh, some fancy, right? you know, Hudson Bay or what's, there's another one up there that's really big, that's fancier. And, you know, like a Neiman Marcus or, or whatever. I don't think that was an agent provocateur because they're a little bit more open so to speak mm -hmm. yes the wedding nightgown was perfect just as written Anna said um, and <laughs> Brenda <laughs> I need to do that because I need that for personal experiences and training uh -huh. <laughs> the nightgown yes yes uh, Staring out at the water, shall As said. the late great used to say, nightgowns are super superfluous. <laughs> yes, and that scene, I think it was a beautiful, um, it just was a beautiful entree. Mm -hmm. And I think it just set the stage for that intense passion that came over in waves. You know, uh, Gabriel promised to put all of his arts at her disposal mm -hmm. and he did not uh, disappoint. No, he did not disappoint. You know, he promised her makeup sex and, among many, uh, many other things. And she got it. <laughs> and Betty said, I was happy to see Gabriel using the fountain pens, but I was shocked he didn't write in cursive. It's funny. I noticed the pen too. I was like, okay, they actually did. When, when he was writing his letters to Julia, um, mm -hmm. that were never, <laughs> Brenda needs to be unwrapped. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, Brenda. I hear you. You go, girl, as, as Annette says. Um, it's so, so um, just overwhelming. I, I, there are so many things to, that we could go, so many directions we can go in. Um, that scene though, that the wedding night, the coming together really just was a, an emotional powerhouse. And that the last scene in the morning mm -hmm. when she says she's happy and, you know, they, I, I looked, I looked at the book last night and they really, they included almost all of the dialogue that was written as mm -hmm. written. And it, just the way they portrayed that scene, and again, the acting on the setting was just, I mean, that's i that's why I was just a mess by the end of the film. Mm -hmm. I just... It, one of the things that I loved about that in his art, and I think it would have been interesting to find out, when Julio was at the orphanage, and with all the kids that were jumping all over him and you know he was reading them of course Dante because that's you know what he does or mm -hmm. Gabriel does but I loved the kids and the way they were just they would just like you know pile on him 
Mm-hmm. And he was really getting into it. And I want, you know, I would have loved to have known if they were actors. I, I'm sure that um, Tosca's kids were involved in that. But if, because they were just all having so much fun. And the joy on his face. Oh, you know, beyond. I, I mean, you know, you know, it's that he's acting a part, but it, there was, it was a lot more than just joy. Oh, it just was. Mm-hmm. It was. It was just. It was so authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I know we're. I know we are jumping around a little bit, but I, I want to spend a little bit of time. And we did talk. We did talk about. Um, and PK Tabby noted that one of my her favorite scene was with the kids as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Anne is noting SR's words come to life. With the last scene, it was beyond perfection. Mm-hmm. And that said, the last scene, the sun and the sun rises, Shell said. Um, Flora said, Julio did a brilliant job with everything. So many emotions he had to bring to the surface. Just so well done. So much progression. And Gabriel and Julia, so proud of how far they've come. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to get to focusing a little bit on our beloved Paul. I have to say James was brilliant with that scene Mm -hmm. in the kitchen when he portrayed Paul professing his love to Julia. That was so heartbreaking and gut-wrenching to see Um, it because he took the chance and Julia's and knew that Julia was not his. Julia wanted Gabriel and Mm -hmm. she loved Paul as a dear friend. And the fact that she knew she was going to have to break his heart, Mm -hmm. Melanie's reaction and performance in that scene, reacting to his words was gutting as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was really, really emotional. And then, P.K. Tabby and Shell were also talking about later on after the engagement when Julia writes her letter to Paul and when Paul is kind of responding and and absorbing that news. Mm-hmm. P.K. Tabby said, my heart broke it. My heart broke when Paul noticed that Julia was going to be married to Gabriel. And Shell said, the scene where they show Paul reacting to the news of Julia's wedding reminded me of Dirty Dancing when Baby's father, Jerry, oh, found out that she was having sex. The and sheer he, loss. He, he basically and despondency. The, the, he, he, and that was just voiceover. Yeah. Which, yeah. which was tremendous. It was tremendous. Oh. Yeah. And, and, the inflection of his mm-hmm. voice mm-hmm. and just the look as he's staring off. Uh, I really, I, you know, I feel like I, I do wish they would have had James in more in the earlier parts of the book and the story, a little more dialogue because I feel like I am not sure if you didn't read the book, if you understand the intensity of that scene, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't just like a, it wasn't just like a passing fancy for him to be like, oh, you know, I, 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 I want her. I, I love her. This is, this was such a deep affection mm-hmm. 
and true love for him. And it was so unrequited. And the fact and the way that Julia was saying, look, you deserve someone who's going to feel the same way about you that you feel about her. And I'm not that girl. And the song playing in the background is so apropos. I'll never, I'll never love again. Mm. Anyway. Is this, yeah. is that the Frank Sinatra, Harry James uh, version? Actually, this is the Tommy Dorsey, Frank Sinatra and the Paul yes, Tommy, version. Sorry, it was Tommy Dorsey. That's what, that's not when he was with Harry James. Right. Tommy Dorsey. I love that. One of his early hits. Yes. Um, yeah, Floor was noting Tosca did a phenomenal job sticking to the book. And Lori Mary, said Mary oh, did a great what? job with the screenwriting, she keeping did. it so close to SR's words. It had to be that way. She knew. She <laughs> did. I tweeted her. I think we. I think it was maybe half to three quarters of the way through the movie, and I tweeted out to her saying how perfect this was. Ah. Uh. It was, it was. Um, uh, Betty said, seeing Gabriel's furniture in the new house felt a little odd. I was so used to his old apartment. Um, yes, and, and in terms of James, Brenda said, um, I wasn't expecting to see him cry. I, I know. I mean, that, I, it was really mm -hmm. emotional. And the way his voice kind of wavered um, Betty said I was crying during that scene and I just kept thinking, Julia, give him a chance. Betty, I have to tell you mm -hmm. when I was watching the scenes, you know, even the scenes when they were getting out of the car and going up to the farm and meeting the parents and Allison was there. First of all, as soon as I saw Allison, I thought of you, Betty. Mm -hmm. And I also, I just thought, you know, you're such a fan of Paul and to see this finally come to screen and to see the cows and to see Vermont. Um, mm -hmm. And I was really struck. There was a shot on the lake when they were just showing the settering in Vermont. And it was exactly, it reminded me exactly of an experience of a place I was in Vermont and off of Lake Champlain. And I thought, wow, they really got the setting and the feel mm -hmm. of their mm -hmm. Vermont farm just right. Um, uh, it was just beautiful. Brenda said she was, Julie was heartbroken that she was breaking his heart. Very true. Uh, Flora agrees, just perfect screenwriting. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Anna saying Paul was willing to have her, knowing her heart would never be his. And Anna, I think that's a really significant point. You know, he's like, could you, you know, could you, do you maybe think you at learn. some point, maybe you could learn? And And the fact that he was so devoted, he would have taken that. Mm -hmm. I, and he's like, I could give you a good life. I won't be an inferno that flares and dies out. I'll be constant. I mean, ah, oh. uh, and that just says seeing his response to reading that news. It was like all the energy was ripped from his body. Yeah. He did really a great job. He really, really did a great, great job. Mm hmm. <laughs> Nat, did we make you cry again? That's right. Mine are a little sweaty this morning, too. Um, Betty said, I was thinking the lake scene with Paul needed a dramatic song. And Lori said, this is why I like Paul in the book. He is truly a good man. Yeah. PK Tabby said, this movie has helped me to not think about the loss of a family member. And yeah, PK, I, I'm so I, sorry to yeah, I, so sorry to hear that. I'm, I'm sorry, too. And I can relate. Uh, I, I was I told... 
Leslie this, and uh, I told my sister, and also I mentioned it to SR. Um, the scene where they did uh, St. Francis Prayer with, with Julio and his progression of discovery. All his good works in, it in, in Italy. Me. It hit me so, so, so hard. And as most of you know, I, my son passed away in June. And I, when I was planning his funeral, that prayer was a big part of what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it did hit me. So I, I perfectly understand what you what you've gone through. So it it really, yeah. And and this, you know, SR's work in general. I so many fans have shared and expressed over the years how these books have helped them through difficult times and difficult mm-hmm. situations. Cause you do get absorbed in the way it's an escape mm-hmm. in another way. It's meditative. You think about the human condition, you think about what's important in life. Um, as that, another one of my favorites, I can't keep saying favorite scenes, but how about the dance at Rachel's wedding with, with, with Richard uh, and Julia? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was another, that was another moment in time that it just Thank took you. my breath away. You know, don't wait too long. You don't know what life has in store for you. Life can throw you through curve, curve balls. Yep. And yeah. I think that was so, I was afraid they weren't going to have that scene. And I'm so glad they did because I really think that, that moment, that discussion really helped Julia push her into the, yeah, why am I waiting? I love this man. I'm going to be with him. Mm-hmm. Why am I waiting? Why am I holding back on getting married? I really feel like that was an important scene. And I'm so, so glad. Yes. Mm-hmm. Annette was saying her eyes were leaking again. Um, you know, and there, in, t- in terms of more with Paul, I do want to share more of Betty's thoughts before we move on to other things. She said, Paul needed more screen time in the previous movies. His feelings were developing and strong, but he always wanted to see her happy, mm-hmm. no matter if that meant it was without him. Right. He was sacrificing. He, he loved her so much; he sacrificed the same so way that the same way that Gabriel would have sacrificed for Julia if Paul was who he wanted, who she wanted. Yeah, because he um, even he even came out and said, "If, if you know, if you if you've fallen in love with somebody else, I will. I will let you, you go, and I'll let you, yeah. I'll let you go." And that's when she completely lost it. And that's when I completely lost it because mm-hmm. she knew that her, his love was true when he was ready to just, when he had that level of self-sacrifice mm-hmm. um, and not self, not just self-sacrifice, the, 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 the desire for her to have happiness, even if it was without him. True. Um, Floor's saying, or Betty said, that's what I've been saying all this time. Paul's not a bad guy. He was sweet. I think people needed to see Paul's vulnerable side. Um, yes, I agree. And Flora said, Julia's friendship with Paul is so true and honest. She would never take his feelings so lightly. Mm-hmm. She loves Paul, too, and, and knows he loves her. Um, and Allison is like Paul, Anna said. She's willing to have him knowing his heart will never be hers. Again, Anna, spot on analysis, I think. And I just, um, want, I just want to acknowledge Ellie. She uh, has had uh, two funerals this past week. So I am oh. sorry for your loss. And I understand how you, how that goes. Oh, Allie. Yes. Big hugs to you. Um, strength and hugs. As 
Shell said in the chat room, everyone's sending love and light to PK and to you, Pam, and to Ellie. Um, Betty's saying, I've listened to the scene many times. It moves me every time. That's why the kitchen scene with Paul was the highlight of the book for me. And I was worried the scene would not make it in the movie or would just not match my expectations. But Tosca did an amazing job. Betty, and, I agree. And, and so did I James, agree. though. So did James, though. I mean, you know. James rose. James really rose he, to he that. He really did. He really did. Because, that you know, scene better be in his after reel. That's what I have, all I have to say because, man, his good. vulnerability, his vulnerability in that was, oh, it was just, it was heart-wrenching. Mm-hmm. Um, Floor, Floor noted that these books have really been her rock these past couple of years, honestly. So grateful. Mm-hmm. And Annette noted, yes, that was a pivotal moment. I would have been crushed if it wasn't in the movie. Yeah. Both Julie and Richard could speak to that from their recent losses, Brenda noted, in terms of uh, the, the Richard uh, of Richard's comment about life being uh, full sure. of curveballs and too short. Um, it was a turning point. Uh, yes, Brenda, how lucky was Julia to have two men love her so hard, so encompass, so encompassing, so real and so true. Um, Ellie said, I'm glad they got in as much as they did. The time jump was there with the rush courting, but they did a good job of hitting much of the book. I did miss the painting of Julia or of Gabriel and Julia but we have that inspiration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. It, when you really think about it, the amount of material they covered and included was stunning. Um, they, yeah, because they it, could have almost done a, this in por- four parts, or they could have added some of the beginning of this to the prior one because there was so much to unpack in this part three. Mm-hmm. But it was just unbelievable. Um, oh, and that's. And that, yes, yes, yes. Um, well, and, and Betty, before I, before I hit, hit what Annette was saying, Betty says, I don't know if Allison is like Paul. I think there's more to her than what meets the eyes. I knew James was going to rise to the occasion. He understands the character. We need more Paul scenes in redemption, even if it means screen time with Allison. Wow, well, Betty, that's there, saying something. But I, I, I agree because I feel like it's important to demonstrate that relationship. You know, the Virgil... To the Dante, right? And, to, and he, to, he'll also be in Cambridge. Mm-hmm. Yes, he will you know, be. Because there's that, that confrontational... Yes, there's going, it is going to be really good. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and now moving from that scene to, to the main, uh, the, the first, the first uh, reunion, Lynette says, Gabriel and Julia's apartment after coming in from the rain. Julia was perfection. I felt his every emotion. And they were laughing about that yesterday in uh, Sarah Beth's interview. Yeah. uh, Yeah, they were saying that they had been doing this uh, so many times. Oh, yeah. You know, they do the, I guess they had a rain machine or something. I don't think it was Mm -hmm. actually raining in Atlanta, but they they were saying that they were, I'd gotten cold. Oh, yeah. Julia says, it, 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 Melanie said, it got really cold. Not as cold as Syracuse. 
<laughs> but it was cold and they kept having to do this over and over again and they finally finished that scene at three o'clock in the morning oh well i that was you know as you know i've said that was one of the scenes i was most looking forward to mm-hmm. and when she looked up when she had the recognition and kudos to melanie because that expression on her face when she really understood that these she found the book and she found the, the messages and when she processed it i mean her expression was so spot on and then running outside and I then know. seeing him there and his that look also on his face when he first saw her just tore me apart Mm-hmm. It had everything. It was hope. It was fear. It was love. It was shock. It was, well, it was everything. It was everything. And James even remarked it, how well that scene went uh, uh, from an actor's perspective. Yeah. And the other thing he, he, he loved about the scene was when, when Julia kissed Gabriel on the forehead. Yes. He all of a sudden says, and how many apple boxes did you have to use? Uh, uh, well, I, I, I kept noticing she's on the box. She's not on the box. She's on the box. She's not on the box. Yeah, just because I really look, just because I look for it. But um, Betty said, or, or I mean, uh, uh, in terms of Lori said, I agree with Annette about Julia's apartment scene. That was an important part of the book for me. P.K. Tabby said Julia's apartment scene was one of my favorite scenes. Absolutely. When they come in from the rain, I, I was, I, I commented to Kenzie that the, when she first confronted him, when he walked up to her after he said, Julia, watch out. Uh, Cause he didn't want her to get hit by a car. Mm-hmm. She responded to him a little more forcefully, a little more angrily than I envisioned it in the book, in my reading. Mm-hmm. But I think it was sheer shock frustration, mm-hmm. confusion, and it all came out. But it, it came for a little more forcefully than I had envisioned it, but it was so brilliant. And then they were they were going back and forth, and then she's like, let's just go inside, let's talk. And that apartment scene, ah. Uh, it was good. It was so good. She came out with the Boston College sweatshirt. Yes. And, and he's like, well, you know, I gave you a Harvard sweatshirt. Yeah. Ah. Uh, I know, I know. Betty said, when I saw Julia running in the rain with her laptop, I kept thinking, wow, I hope the laptop doesn't die. Well, actually, Betty, I thought the same thing. I know. (laughs) And and Brenda said, Melanie looked so pissed after coming in from the rain, and I love it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Ellie said the rain scene was so good, he being there in the shadows. Mm -hmm. Um, It was so well done. And you were so many emotions, that, so brilliant. Flora said that that might have been a really good ending for the part two, mm-hmm. because you know, it's, and then you, you know he comes out of the shadows and it goes to black to the end. <laughs> yeah, um, Lori said uh, she referenced a thesaurus. It was impeccable. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to find other words for per- perfect, right? Brilliant. Anna said a passive aggressive dig with her changing into Paul's sweatshirt. I think, I think it was a, and I, I feel like that was a defense, you know, kind of throwing that shirt on was wrapping the, the care of Paul around her when mm-hmm. she was dealing with someone who hurt her so terribly. 
But what confused me a little bit is she saw the notes. So she's like, she knows Gabriel wasn't, I think she knew it, but she was processing it and she still couldn't believe he was there and he, and why she, it was all the why, 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 mm-hmm. why did this happen? Why, why were we forced to be apart? Why didn't you call me? And, you um, know, and the fact that he, you know, let's explain it later. Right. Right. And they didn't discuss it at, at the apartment. They went at, at the dinner the next night. Well, I think it was so they did, they, they kind of started foundational work, but I think there was so much. And I think he also, you know, when he made the comment, this isn't the, this isn't the reunion I imagined or something like that. It just was, he looked so hurt and up and scared. Mm-hmm. He looked scared to me because I think he was frightened he that was he was going to lose her. I think, yeah, um, and, and- he had every right to be scared. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. he never really just told her, um, you know, why this happened. And, you know, I, we get better at explanation of that end of it yeah. the next day. But, you know, he, he just like completely disappeared out of her life. Right. As PK Tabby noted, the way Julia pulled up a chair instead of sitting next to Gabriel was so perfect. And Ellie added the flats and not wearing mm-hmm. Grace's earrings. Yep. Yep. She was punishing him, mm. um, is what Ellie noted. And Brenda said, that's just to show him that he wasn't the only one after her. Yes, mm. a little dig. Nothing like a little jealousy to set the man, to see if the man you love loves you back. I, I think, too, it was a great demonstration of that character arc, as you noted her growth, you know, Mm -hmm. she had been, she had been working with a counselor. She had been Mm -hmm. coming to terms with this and she knew she had to, she had to feel comfortable and understand and be on her own and not just slip right back into his arms Mm -hmm. without, without having a proper understanding and a proper, trust of what he was saying um and i think she when when he admitted the fact that you know if if paul was the person that she wanted that he wouldn't stand in the way of that i think that kind of solidified the deal a little bit for her oh yeah you know is he is paul who you want oh my gosh and ellie said i i liked how he just you know but i liked how he just smiled even though he was hurt he liked seeing her strength, but he was worried it wasn't going to work out. But he was going to fight for her at her pace. Mm-hmm. Ellie, that is spot on. I mean, 100%. Betty said, Gabriel never told Julia he had switched characters and <laughs> he no longer was Dante, but Abelard. Mm. And Anna said, Julia is still naive. She lapsed back into her past and that everyone is after over. And the other, and the other thing too at the Abelard, you know, their 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 interpretations of Heloise and Abelard are completely different. Mm-hmm. She sees uh, Heloise as being totally abandoned, and he sees Abelard just taking care of Heloise. Yeah. So I I, I thought that was a, a good reference in there. And it was it was their different interpretations, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, I, I think 
you know, as, as Ellie said, it also demonstrated how they both had evolved, but they were in different places in their journey. Yeah. Is Paul who you want? <laughs> Betty says, Gabriel, is Paul who you want? Yes. <laughs> Betty says, Betty yes. <laughs> and I when th- Julia finally realized. I think there's something brewing between Elizabeth Rivera and Paul at St. I- Mike's. <laughs> yes. We'll be revisiting that when we go back to the book. Um, yeah. Annette saying, when Julia finally realized at that moment, you really love me, that scene was incredible. Mm-hmm. And Ellie said she's just gotten this info and is processing. He, again, had more information than she did, and she had to catch up. Yes. That's true. You know, he saw all the pictures. He saw he knew all the pieces of the puzzle except the fact that she did not know that he was waiting for her. So I think for him, too, what a shocker, because he thought that she would she would be waiting and waiting and run into his arms and to find out that she, that he hurt her so terribly, I think was a bit gutting for him too. Mm -hmm. Anna says, Julian defends Paul, but allows Paul to malign the man she loves. I, I think she might do that just to let him get his emotions out though. Right. I mean, she's, she has, she Such does a love of Gabriel. Of, I know, but she does seem to have a deaf ear when it comes to his Paul. Yeah, uh, Paul bash or Paul's Gabriel bashing. Right. Yeah. You know. I, yeah. And I, I, I don't. I think at some point I would have liked to have seen her address that, but yeah. You know, not in this. Uh, not in this book, anyway. Yeah. PK said the look on Julia's face when Gabriel told her about his new job was priceless. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and Betty said, I love the part where Julia tells Gabriel to stop calling Paul the angel, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and maybe Paul will get his at take yet with Betty. Yeah, um, Annette says he broke her, but she continued to live. She didn't crawl into that hole and stop living her life, which mm-hmm. is true. Mm-hmm. And, and talking about, you know, referencing that Boston college or, or the Boston university, role that he took. Um, how about, I, 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 I don't want to stop talking without mentioning the brilliant performance of our dear Catherine Picton. Um, she really, I thought those scenes were really good with her and Julia. They were. And, and I, I loved how she called Julia out about, I don't like being deceived and you deceived me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, Julie and, was quaking and, in her boots, but, and, but she and, said, and then in the next breath, she said, but I know Gabriel would never have allowed you to say anything to me. Mm-hmm. So I have an issue with him as well. But she's, <laughs> she's, she's somewhat forgiving to him because of a favor that he did for her at one point. Exactly. So, you know, we find out later what exactly that entails in redemption. But the the fact that Catherine was pulling for them to get their their being a couple um, without Julia really understanding and knowing that I just love that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there's lots of Catherine love in the chat box. Catherine was excellent, Shell said. I really like her, Lori said. Cheryl said, I love Professor Picton. Lady Picton is queen, Betty said. Catherine's mm-hmm. a good person. PK said, Anna said, love Professor Picton. And it's, it is true. Um, she just did. Yeah. 
Yeah. And Anna, you're right. Anna's saying Julia needs to defend the man she's loved since she was 17. Look mm -hmm. what Julio, or look what Gabriel has given up. And, and he, yeah, you know, he did that's put, kind he, of an interesting, you know, Anna, I really didn't think about that as much. I feel like she just didn't want to be confrontational with Paul because of her personality. But I, that's giving me food for thought. I'm really glad you mentioned that comment. You know, because um, uh, Gabriel really has given up part of his career so he could be more near her as opposed to he probably could have had anything under the sun as a right. Dante specialist if, if Julia had not been in, in the picture. No, right. he would have been a selfish bastard doing it, but... <laughs> yes. He would have been. Yes. You're right. Um, and he wouldn't have had the transformation. No. He would have... He, he would have been the selfish bastard. It, he could have... Yeah. He possibly could have spiraled again. Mm -hmm. Um I love Flora saying Picton is a superhero, really. And uh, Black Lab Lady said, in an age-appropriate pantsuit. Of course. <laughs> Smiley face. Um, Ellie said, I think Julia, even after Paul did express his feelings, was still a little nice to being able to hold on to him as a friend. Mm -hmm. Gabriel could see Paul as a challenging threat and complete, competed for her affection. Julia did stand up for Paul, though. He had helped her get through the time that she thought she had lost Gabriel, That's which true. is true. I mean, she never, it is interesting though, that she never stopped defending Paul to Gabriel mm -hmm. because in defending Paul, she was defending her own feelings for Gabriel. She was reassuring him that, look, he's not who I want. He's a dear friend though. And you can't talk to him about him that right. way. Shell said, if Gabriel has to let things go, so does Paul, but he keeps spewing the hate. I, I think it's just because he's been so hurt. I mean, I that that can happen, and you know, and, and time heals some. Well, as as the books progress to show, uh, you know, in our reading of, you know, in, in our reading of promise. But let's you know, let's think about that. Promise is promise is not the next book. It's the next book. Yeah. It's taken him a lot of time to process that. And um, I, th I think Elizabeth Rivera helped him on that area. Yes. Um, Betty says, I think Julia didn't defend Gabriel because Paul doesn't know everything. He only knows a few pieces of the story. Mm -hmm. If she defends Gabriel, then she has to tell him more about their backstory. And Julia doesn't share much info, even with her best friend, Rachel. Another very good point. Flora said, Julia was all about him not giving up his career for her, but Julie, but Gabriel was not going to live without her. That's true. That is true. It's true. Alana said, Julia does defend a little at the end of Redemption Part 2, or Rapture Part 2, when she and Paul are walking to lunch. He badmouths Gabriel, and she says, it wasn't like that, mm -hmm. which is true. Mm -hmm. um, Ellie's saying, I think Paul had to suppress his feelings so long he finally showed his grief and loss. <laughs> yes. And Anna's saying, Gabriel took a substandard position to be with her. Yes, had Gabriel done for himself, he would have been a selfish bastard. Yet Julia's Harvard is always her first goal. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, I could see him walking all over and possibly even, God forbid, getting together with Krista at some point. Uh, or I can't even think person. about that. I can't even think about that. You know, the, the way he was in the beginning in Inferno, that's... Yes. Anything's possible, you know. He's a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am type of guy. This was true, but he's evolved from then. He is, but... And no. I'm just looking through some of... The, I did actually take a couple notes as I was watching the film last night because I wanted to make sure of things that kind of struck me. Um, one thing I have to mention, mm -hmm. and I would be remiss without it, is obviously the Assisi scene was so beautiful and so, oh, you know, did. moving and the transformation of, of his character was huge. And at the end, when his time at Assisi was done and he talks to uh, the, the man he befriended um, who actually led him there and the priest, and he said, there's somewhere I need to be. And then they cut the scene and they show Boston mm -hmm. and they show the cemetery. the cemetery. I am telling you, I did not expect the emotional reaction that I had when that cemetery came up. And then when you saw his expression uh, walking and over to that beautiful grave and it was as they described it in the book to me. Mm -hmm. That's exactly how I envisioned it. And the tears were mm -hmm. so it was so emotional. And I, that was another scene I wanted to just reference because, you know, there's so much there's so much goodness. But I was so, so grateful they put that in because that was another one that I wasn't sure would make it. And that, but that's that's a big that's an important scene, too, because that's where, you know, he's gone through this journey went through Italy and he gets back and he goes to a lot of a lot of his issues not all of them because he has a lot of past issues a lot but a lot of his issues revolve around the fact that he's lost this child right with with um paulina and no matter what the relationship was with paulina but it affected him in such a way that this was important and then, it, you know, the fact they didn't show him going to Minnesota and talking to Paulina, but they did, you know, that's when he called. They her. picked up the phone and said, I need to talk to you. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I'm telling you, and I'm so sorry. I know Lori's like, sigh, I'm emotional again. And Annette said in the cemetery, that was a 10 Kleenex scene. Oh, my gosh. The Maya grave, Ellie said. Mm -hmm. That was an intense scene. Betty noted the pain and the closure. Mm -hmm. um, the grave site was exactly as the book and Black Lab Lady noted and the angels uh, cemetery is beautiful with the angels Flora said the light shining was amazing so powerful and intense well I think um, SR had mentioned that um, that was St. James Cemetery in his watch along yesterday okay I'm not sure where uh, that is I don't know whether it's in Boston or maybe one that he used. I'm thinking it was in Boston because he wrote that the grave was the gravesite was in Boston. I think right. he probably would have pulled it from there, like he did the other references. Um, I just I love that. Another thing I noted is I love the inclusion of him reading the Ash Wednesday poem. I love how she mm -hmm. Tosca focused on that. 
um, when he was kind of in his contemplative mode um, before going to sleep and then seeing Grace and Maya in his dream or in his reality. Um, uh, I, uh, it, it, PK it, Tabby said the scene was a little hard for me to see that graveyard scene. I know, especially with, with your loss that you're grappling with right now. I can, it was, it's, it's hard. It's hard when you, I think this may have been in Toronto because I'm, I just did a uh, search on St. James Cemetery Mm -hmm. and it's actually for people professing the Anglican faith, but it's also non-denominational. It's in Mm -hmm. Toronto. It's the oldest cemetery in Toronto. Well, maybe is, maybe what he was referring to is that particular statuary it could be because in, in some of the pictures that i'm seeing of, of the grave sites um yeah it, it would it, it it would fit it would fit i mean yeah. i mean they didn't use that particular cemetery in the in the film but confidence right and that's right. the determination referencing. that was the 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 feel of the place and the mm-hmm. look of the place mm-hmm. Uh, Betty says, I can't help but wonder, does the Bosco Cemetery sightseeing wherever he goes to travel? Hey, you know, yeah, he might, because you know what? There are a lot of interesting things that happen in cemeteries. Yeah. And, you know, up until the turn of the century, people, especially <laughs> people that lived in the city, this is weird, mm-hmm. would go and have picnics at the family gravesides. Yes. You know, yes. I, my, mother, my mother always talked about that when I was growing up, how they would go and I think um, one of, I think where her father, whether this the plot that her father and mother were in, I think that had or her grandparents were in, had a an oblique, obelisk, whatever it is. Okay, obelisk. Mm-hmm. And you know they would play on that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um, which kind of like you know, I've never been a true cemetery goer when it comes to family cemetery, but. Yeah, there's a couple by me where you you know you've got some pretty famous people in there, mm-hmm. you know, and you can go you can go by, and it's also a great walking area for exercise, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And um, I one. used to walk through the cemetery when I lived in New York. Yeah, it was and, right near us, and it was beautiful and peaceful. Yeah, and it was a great place to meditate. And there's one in the Bronx that Betty would know. Or, or Valhalla, New York, Heaven's Gate, where Babe Ruth and all these other people are, you know. Mm-hmm. So they can be very interesting. And there's one cemetery here in Philadelphia called Laurel Hill, not West Laurel Hill, but Laurel Hill, the original, mm-hmm. that at Halloween they do, <laughs> they do walks around the cemetery. Well, a lot there with, well, I know people places will do that with especially if there's a historical significance mm-hmm. um or or ghost tours right you can have a little a bit of both story, yeah. but was, um they're fun. they can be they are they are um and I, I you know anna said when he took out the handkerchief and wiped the stone i know anna but and <laughs> Annette says can we all just stand up right now and start clapping for tusk mm-hmm. <laughs> and the crew Details are spot on. Black Lab Lady says she's on her feet. Um, and that, yes, you know, Shell lived next door to a cemetery. Cemeteries contain a lot of history and 
And it's a cemetery sightseeing is a thing for some. The cemeteries of old are becoming obsolete with more and more cremations. And that's all true. And it all adds to the history. But I just think having that scene was so, so important. And then having, you know, I didn't really think about this reading the book, but then having that scene and then having going back to Seelan's Grove and having the visitation for Maya and uh, Grace, I think just it really... It was just powerful. Mm-hmm. And uh, yet, Brenda, I was thinking of you guys in New Orleans about those ghost tours, actually, when I said that comment, because I know that's a thing. Mm-hmm. I live, I'm not in Harrisburg. I'm not too far from Gettysburg. And that is also a, a really big that, pastime. Yeah, that, that, so, a lot of ghosts have been seen at Gettysburg. Yeah. And, and it's just... Um, I'm just thankful they included the scene and Julia's performance Mm -hmm. again was that was another time when I just, I I was unexpectedly hit by that scene. Maybe because the losses I've had in my life, I'm not sure it just was one of those, those instances um, that was, you know, it was compelling. And then having that, that having that moment where he wanted to call Paulina and, and have atonement, you know, it just was, it showed so much of his growth. Um, and it showed what a changed man he was and how about this changed Gabriel, the joy, the love, the hope. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and Oh, Julio just, did it so beautifully. It just uh, was, there was such a light and an energy that was not there with the professor before. And it really threw it throughout. Um, you know, another one, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make sure we hit things that at least I, I wanted to, to raise. And that, you know, the scene when he said you, she said, you wanted me. And, back in the apartment. I mm-hmm. never stopped wanting you, you know, that just that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and when that he did. swore on grace's memory, that just was it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, their expression, their reactions to each other, just phenomenal, really, really phenomenal. And I, I just can't say enough good things. Um, one last thing I thought we could hit on, I'm sure there's other things. If you guys want to raise them, please do. I didn't want to not leave, uh, end the podcast without saying, um, how beautiful the music was. Yes. I, I didn't want to forget that musical. First of all, Lacrimosa, when it begins, just the opening credits, my heart was Mm -hmm. racing. Um, and the Canto Santo and all, I just think the music was so beautiful. And, and An- yes, Angela uh, Little's voice. Mm-hmm. Julia's graduation scene. Yes, Betty. I did want to mention that too. And a shout out to all the passion. Passionistas uh, that were there. The passionistas who made it onto uh, the final cut. Um but, the, you know, looking for Julia's graduation was moving when she, she was looking for Gabriel and finding mm-hmm. him not in the crowd. Yeah. Um, so, so passionate. Mm-hmm. Um, jumping to the end, but he looks, he gives her in the honeymoon suite when they are speaking and she's 
taking off his tie and zooming in and the look in his eyes. Yes. And the musical score, Ben is a genius. Completely agree. And Red Carter's song, mm-hmm. I loved his song. I was a little confused why they played it at that point when it, during the Harvard scene. Um, when the, in the Harvard montage, mm-hmm. but his music, his song was so so it's beautiful. It's a beautiful song. He does write beautifully. He really does. Well, and I guess it was because they were talking about the brown eyes, and the, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, he was really singing about both of them, uh, but about her. Um, even the music went to a new level. Black Lab Lady mm-hmm. said, mm-hmm. "Brilliantly done again." Flora said, "Red and Angela as well." And how about? MJ at Julia's graduation. That was a surprise. And the music was impeccable. Pens. There was, and Christy, I saw probably four or five people. I saw Lauren was in the taxi cab scene. Yeah, she was um, I think I, Effie, I'm... I think Effie was uh, in the crowd at the graduation mm-hmm. scene. Really, really beautiful. Um, the musical score is beautiful. Betty said, I love the song they used for the road trip with Paul and Julia. Yes. Mm-hmm. I kept looking at Julia's wedding rings. They look so beautiful. Um, and yeah, Brenda, it, it does make sense because Julia's broken and crying in, on the inside mm-hmm. for the, the Red Carter scene. Yes. Um, and Gabriel loves when she grabs his ties. Um, all songs were good. Yeah, Chrissy was there. Kenzie, MJ, Effie. Um and the rings, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the other the the other thing I forgot to mention. How could you be so cold? You know when he tells her, he does not want to. He wants to be the man. He wants to be like Richard. Mm-hmm. And the next time he wanted to make love to her was as his wife. Mm-hmm. And when she was pushing him on that. Well, I kept laughing And then he at that countered he countered her. His seductive tone, his mm-hmm. seductive he turned that heat up to like a thousand degrees. And well, I, is I this kept cold? laughing at that. Is this is this am I am I they had where that playful banter was so great. And um, I I personally I thought she was gonna sit there and start tapping her foot. What do you mean no sex? I know. I know. It was great. I, I, so many parts, right? Um, Ellie saying the music was so good and Passion Flicks had the most, uh, most, has most of the songs up. I still see, hear some of the SR originals, but read in the St. Francis and score worked. I added a few on mine mentioned in the credits, but not on the Passion Flicks playlist. Mm-hmm. But because I added those, it won't let me share it. I think you can still well, get there, it on my page. A, there's a couple of uh, soundtracks uh, for, um, uh, the, the movie and one mm-hmm. has I think about five or six songs and then there's another one that's out there that's that's longer and it has a lot of Ben Carter stuff yeah and uh, or Ben Collier yes yeah um, and a lot of the fans are talking about her, the rings mm-hmm. yes they were stunning and beautiful and again and the everything the apple and, and the presentation and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and Brenda said, I'd love to grab Julio's Gabriel's tie too. <laughs> I and I love that dialogue. People. He's showing, showing her so much respect. Um, <laughs> but 
and I would second that. And mm -hmm. she wanted the makeup sex, Flora yeah, she said. Did. Kudos to those who got on set and on the film. It was nice to see the familiar faces, as SR said. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Shell, the come again line. I thought her delivery was perfect on that. And Anna said, Julia's voice is liquid sex. Mm -hmm. Yes. That, he just, he, like I said, he turned up the heat a thousand percent and conveyed it in every manner, vocally, physically, his energy, all. It was really, really, mm -hmm. really phenomenal. That hint of accent, she said, score, yeah, the score, one of the score and one has the songs, but they're, they're not all there. Right. Ellie was mentioning the songs. Julia's I mean, I, everything. You can, but, <laughs> but, you know, we, whether, whether it be Apple or whether it be Spotify, you can make a playlist out of it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So. <laughs> and as Annette says, Julia's everything is liquid sex. That is true. I, I think, though, in that point, and I know... I think someone had said I wasn't. I didn't understand that line about being cold. How? Why would she think it's cold? I think it's just the fact that he was. He was saying he wasn't going to have sex with her until he was married, and until I they think she. Each other. And but I feel like she felt that was in some way a rejection. Mm -hmm. um, I couldn't. She was confused because they are connected, but then she understood. I think once he explained it, she understood. But and there's but there, he wanted to be he wanted it to be very clear that there was no this was not a rejection and this was not a lack of attraction because he was burning for her as uh, as they say in Bridgerton. Mm -hmm. I burn for you. Yes. And uh, he he let her know and she let him know. And I loved that interaction. So sensual, so seductive. So passionate and so so authentic and true to the character. Well, one of the things that I uh, I wanted to mention was the the when when Julia was going through his discovery period in Italy. Mm -hmm. uh, why do we keep calling him Julia? Because that's his name, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. It's the actor's name, I, but it's yeah. not the character's name. Right. We're talking he, Gabriel here. We're talking Gabriel, and he's writing the notes to Julia. Yeah. And actually, there is a place in Italy, uh, the Church of Dante and Beatrice, where people will send letters mm -hmm. to those that they love. And they just put them in this spot. And it, it, you can, it I, equates to the, the Locks Bridge in Paris, where people yes. put the love locks on there. Oh, uh, yes. And that's why they had that scene, that picture. That image was so beautiful. We talked about the cinematography already, mm -hmm. but when they actually had the picture of Gabriel mm -hmm. um, leaning on the wall and the, 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 the wall that had the Dante bust mm -hmm. looking down upon Gabriel is just so that was just such a profoundly visual mm -hmm. communication of the scene and the, and the, 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 where they were in the story and in the journey. Mm -hmm. uh, as PK Tabby says, I'm looking forward to next year when we get redemption and I, I think it's going to be phenomenal to see that. Um, I, it's going to be beautiful because it's just going to continue that love and that joy between these characters grow mm -hmm. and seeing the, the re reform, the, re the re redeemed, the 
the growth of Gabriel and seeing Gabriel how he is now post Assisi, it's just mm -hmm. such a beautiful, beautiful vision. Um, oh, sensual but not crass, Shell said. That's true. And then, as Anna said, then they had the compromise. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was important, too, because he was listening to her and respecting her needs and wants. Um, <laughs> Brenda said, I think I need to go fight with my hubby so I go. can practice that, too. <laughs> Brenda, girl, I just adore you. <laughs> that is so great. <laughs> oh, just put Julio on a stick in it. <laughs> you, you guys. Go. A Julio popcorn, a pop, uh, what's it? Ice pop. Yes. <laughs> Popsicle. Oh, anyway. honestly. Betty says, I was confused when that scene came up. I didn't understand at first why was he standing on the corner of the Dante mm -hmm. um, church, but that makes a lot of sense to me, Pam, now that you explained it like that. Mm -hmm. um, could this be an outtake, Gabriel and the Church of Dante? You, you would um, have to ask Gessor to see if he would do something like that. That would be a good outtake. Someone. And it I wonder, be. and that, I think that's an interesting question. I wonder how much Julio has changed personally since performing as Gabriel. That would be interesting to he see what, what depths. I think he said that he has found some things in himself. Mm -hmm. I would think having a character as complex as Gabriel to perform would make you very reflective within your own mm -hmm. um, personal in your own personal life. And I, I could definitely see you always grow through the experiences you have. And this, honestly, I, I I'm, I'm just in awe of, of all the actors, but particularly Melanie and Julio um, for what they brought to these incredibly complex characters. Yeah, yeah, Shell noted the troubles were always due to the lack of communication, verbal communication. Mm -hmm. It's true. And Flora said, Gabriel's realization in that scene just shows his progression in himself and love for her. Spot on, Ellie. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So. We've gone um, over. We've gone well over, but this was worth it, I think. Um just so beautiful. Um, I wonder how many people have started drinking caramel juice after reading these scenes that he said. <laughs> that is Caramay hilarious. Is yes, and I just um, <laughs> I laugh at that because I know that was something that uh, Julio had not realized before Tosca informed him of that fact. Yeah, so, that, that's true. Um, that is true. And Ellie said, again, I was so impressed with Julia's portrayal of Gabriel's transformation and spiritual journey. Amazing. It was. As she said, and it truly was. It was brilliant. And I'm, uh, uh, breathtaking. Um, I'm still overwhelmed emotionally. This performance has, it will stick, these, these performances are going to carry with me for a very long time. They will. And, uh. Ellie said, thanks for letting us carry on over, ladies. Thank yeah, you all no for worries. staying no, with us. I would do longer, but unfortunately, I have an appointment at 1130, and I'm still not dressed yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, um, you know, this will give us time. There's going to be opportunities to continue talking about this. And, of course, Most SR when is going to be joining us. us September 3rd. So mm -hmm. I think that's going to be really great because this will have we'll have a little time to, more time to process it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and and capture and, more ideas that we could we can pluck yes. from his brain. From yes, and as Flora said, it's been such a journey with both characters. Amazing to see them grow up literally. And uh, Elena noted in the past podcast, Julio actually says that being Gabriel has made him a better man, mm-hmm. which I could see. Mm-hmm. So thank you all. I'm seeing all the love for the movie. Um, and as Annette noted, we needed this. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't agree more. Enjoy subsequent watches, Anna said. Absolutely. And, and SR Fox, enjoy the first time. Because yes. I'm glad I'm your first. <laughs> I love that one. Oh my gosh, you guys. Um, yeah, I'm still not ready and I just watched it. It was wonderful and I'm so glad we got together to chat mm-hmm. about it this morning. Sending lots of love to you all. Tammy? Yes, ma'am. What song are we going out on? One of my absolute personal favorites, Glenn Miller, A String of Pearls. Ah, oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Not diamond earrings, but they'll do. Well, the string of pearls around yep. Julia's neck while she yep. walked down the aisle. Absolutely. Ah, oh, enjoy, you guys. 